0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Jags Den podcast, uh, the official podcast of the Jaguars Wire, USA Today affiliate. Uh, My name is Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino, and I am joined by, as always, the sports grind underscore Don, Jaguars Wire Don, whatever you want to call him, Jay Johnson. (laughs) What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Uh, Glad to be back at it, man. And uh, glad to
1: have you. I'm excited to talk on uh, the topics at hand. Uh, You know, Lewis situation, her situation, uh, guys that were long tenured veterans here.
0: And um, yeah, man, I can't wait. Yeah, definitely uh, um, some some stuff to go over, some surprise, maybe uh, maybe surprising in terms of their Timing, not necessarily surprising that they happened, um, but we're definitely going to get into uh, into those. Um, shout out to uh, um, Jacob DeLawrence and and Nick Trist. They couldn't join us today, but of course, those are our other two contributors to the Jaguars Wire. Shouts out to them. They have very busy schedules, so unfortunately, they could not join us here today. However, of course, make sure you're checking, you're subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, and then as always, we are on the audio Audio Boom Network via USA. Today, So, Jay, we're going to get right into it and the two releases that kind of took us by surprise as far as far as the timing, Alan Hearns and Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis been with the team since 2006, the last really remaining Jaguar from that, you know, sort of, you know, MJD and David Garrard left which era he was let go this week. And um, Alan Hearns moved very quickly. He is now with the Dallas Cowboys, which we'll talk to talk about in a little bit and Mercedes lewis you know kind of upset understandably about how things went down really uh you know what are your first uh your first reactions when you heard this jay to uh the lewis or the the um hearns or just both in general just both in general yeah just touch on both
1: yeah yeah with hearns um i mean it was it was expected for the most part because he was owed like seven million bucks and I think they were coming up on the deadline where they had to pay that to him or it was written in stone that they would have to pay it to him. And uh, this is a guy that I mean, the their decision makes sense not only from a financial standpoint, from from the saving the money, but it also makes sense because. As I've stressed before, Tom Coughlin is a guy that um he kind of values health and, and having uh or should I say availability and players being able to contribute and be on the field and, and for that price tag. Alan Hearns as of late, you know, he hadn't really contributed all that much, especially enough to warrant seven million dollars. So, um, you know, that's going to kind of be a theme with Tom Coughlin is, you know, how available are you, you know, with with the injuries and, and how much how many games you play a year? That's going to be something he's big on, because as soon as he walked through the door, he talked about toughness. And I, I know the wide receiver is a position where you really don't get a lot of people that play a full season because it's it's such a. It's a position that's kind of strenuous on the body, if you will. But, um, you know, that being said, Alan Hearns uh, did miss a lot of games as of the last two years, um, especially afterwards of getting his new contract extension. So um, not surprising there. So from from the Lewis standpoint. And his situation, it was somewhat of a surprise because they did sign him uh, a, roughly a month ago or they picked up his extension or whatever his option. Should I say that's the word I'm looking for? And basically they went on to free agency. I guess they picked up the extension thinking, you know, if we find some guys, uh, you know, we'll take care of the Lewis situation later because the money is owed to him later, which they did. And as a result, they ended up having to release him to save the money and, uh, you know, use for other reasons. So, you know, they got uh, Niles Paul in his place, um, Austin Safarian Jenkins still wish they would have handled it better, um, even though they didn't know that they would be able to sign those guys at the same time. You, you know that. A guy of Mercedes Lewis caliber, a guy that's been here so long, he deserves better, you know, in terms of, you know, not leading him on. And and just, you know, as a veteran, uh, I think they should have handled that better. And I'm not with Dave Caldwell on that or Tom Coughlin. So hopefully that's not that's something that doesn't really stain uh, a, a relationship with the players because they are watching these type of things, too. And um, ultimately, yep. you know, time will tell, you know, how how the locker room took that situation. But, um, you know, he, he's still open. And I'm talking about Lewis here for, you know, patching up things he said in one of the interviews after, you know, he got cut or whatever. So um, th- this is something that, you know, they'll probably end up signing him later down the road to a one day contract so he can officially retire as a Jaguar.
0: Yeah, it just really kind of. It just it just made me feel uncomfortable, you know. He, he he's right. a guy. He you and I had talked about like for a long time. You know, we've been a fan of this team, and he even though he never really fully lived up to the kind of potential that we thought and the dominance that he we thought he could have, mm-hmm. he was still a very good locker room guy, yep. big in the community, a, right. a super super popular guy, and the way this kind of happened just made me it just made me feel kind of kind of dirty you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i just felt bad he definitely he, he has every right to feel the way that he does and i totally get it um i definitely think he will find work because he's a he's a solid player um and he's a like i said like we already like i just mentioned great locker room guy but it did make me feel a little uncomfortable as far as as far as her same thing that's something we we saw coming especially with dd westbrook and, and keelan cole on the uprise and, and even Jadon Mickens, you know, had that had that one game where he kind of he, you know, took advantage of the of the opportunity that was given to him. Um, but when you bring back Mercedes Lewis and sign Dante Moncrief, where does Alan Hearns really fit in? You know, and right. we're, we're, we're thinking we're, they're probably going to go ride re, wide receiver in the draft. Alan yeah. Hearns is just kind of the odd man out. Um, definitely wish him the best. Was a really nice guy whenever I interacted with him in training camp, on Twitter, things like that. So I'm pretty excited to have him here in Dallas. They are my second team. Um, so that's pretty cool. I think he'll he'll bring a lot, hopefully to the table. Hopefully he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the Mercedes Lewis thing just kind of, you know, like I guess it just kind of rubbed me the the wrong way. And yeah, man. On that, I don't
1: mean to cut you off too. Like,
0: you know what? It reminded
1: no, me of though. It reminded me of the Gus Bradley situation, how they parted ways with him. And some yeah. people, you know, some people. It didn't really bother them, but I mean, to fire a guy then fly with him on the plane with the players, knowing that he's been fired, you know, it yeah. it, it, it reminded me of that situation and something that Shad Khan of uh, could kind have, of could have handled better as an owner. And you know, this this is one of those things with the Lewis situation. It kind of does look bad on ownership too, not just the front office personnel. And yeah. and I think Shad Khan has to be careful with these kind of things because. If they start to add up, you know, people will start to look at the Jaguars front office like, I don't know about those guys. And, you know, it can it can hurt you in the long run yep. so, because they work so hard to become a respected front office yep. and and people respect them. Now, people want to come here now. People trust them as business partners. Now, you don't want to mess that up because we worked so hard and so long to get to that point. So and, and on the yeah. Hearns, really quick to just touch on her. You're right. Like. When I was looking at the depth chart the other day and all the the players they had on the depth chart, and it was like, you know, somebody's good. Somebody good is going to have to get cut if they kept Hearns regardless. So they had to make a move there because, like, you're looking at a situation where, like, if they kept (laughs) Hearns or Allen Robinson, you're looking at a situation where, like, DeeDee Westbrook is your fifth receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just simply too deep at the receiver position. And, and you had to think something like this was coming up with uh those two top guys.
0: Yeah. Think of it. Then you're, you're touching on some really, really good points with Mercedes Lewis in the front office, because you have a lot of really young upcoming stars in this league. Jalen is already a star. You can, you can make an argument that he's maybe the most popular and most out there most seen DB in the league right now, right? because of how their season went, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you, you look at these guys in in Jalen and Miles and Yannick, and they see. Wait a minute, this guy. This guy was here for twelve years, and they mm-hmm. did that to him. Right. You know. So, yeah, they gotta they gotta tread very carefully because that's just it's an incre- um, the timing was very very poor and and the Gus Bradley thing. Yeah, I totally I totally forgotten about that because you just kind of try to purge Gus Bradley out of your out of your brain as right. a as a Jaguar fan. But yeah, they got they have some very young impressionable guys, Leonard Fournette. Um, on the team, and they're going to look at this, and they're going to think to themselves, huh, "I wonder if they're going to do this to me." So they got to be super careful. Yeah. And I'm, as as far as what you, your follow up on Hearns, yeah, um, I would much rather take keep taking shots on, and see if we really have something with Keelan and Didi than hang on to to Alan Hearns, who really had not lived up to that contract. But you know, but, but although you know what undrafted free agent the guy remember his remember his his debut game man coming out there in philly and lighting it up man (laughs) yes he lit that db up i forgot his
1: name but i can i remember it so vividly because like the db was getting so burnt like they put, a, I think his last name was Patterson, if I'm not mistaken. But they uh put a, a tweet up of a picture. They was like, okay, so Patterson is interviewing after the game about what happened on the field, and it was like a a piece of burnt toast sitting in front of the podium. <laughs> <laughs> and like I died laughing at that. Uh,
0: but I will oh, always man. remember that tweet, man. He's made the most out of his his career, and I'm really happy that it's going to continue because he's worked very very hard for everything. So you know, best of luck to to him going forward so but you know we've uh we touched on that um you know all, all we can do now is just really look forward and we'll see how the the free agency class uh, now impacts the draft um and now what are uh what are the jaguars needs uh, heading in uh jay of course um you put up the uh, couple articles here um of course with um the, with the signing the signings that we had on uh, the big one of course as we touched on last um Uh, Last show was the the uh, signing of Andrew Norwell, and then Dante Moncrief was another one of the uh, the notables. DJ Hayden, Don Carey, Cody Davis, of course, keeping Marquise Lee, and then bringing in every available tight end on the free agency market as well. (laughs) So, so how does that impact the draft? You know, um, when you put up that list of of needs, um, number one, of course, starting in we, I think you and I are kind of at odds with the fan base as far as thinking that quarterback is still a top need. And I want to hear your thoughts on that. But I mean, look at who we're going. I mean, you look at the available quarterbacks and then we only have Blake Bortles on the, on the roster. They're going quarterback guys. They're going to take a quarterback and it's going to happen early. I don't know what else to tell you in order to <laughs> convince you, but it's going to happen. Um, also, we have um, also as a at number two, you had linebacker listed uh, listed as a need as well um then also still a need at right guard um i'm just going through this list here uh, tight end still <laughs> uh, even though we have all we still need a playmaking tight end and i think that's another position that we'll address very very early and then of course also at right tackle so jay you know it was a it wasn't a sexy free agency class but it was i think you and i were excited because of the signing of norwell so um what do you think we're they're aiming towards. I think you and I had a discussion. A lot of these, a lot of these pickups allow us a lot of maneuverability mm-hmm. and us to really go wherever we went, wherever we want. Especially since it's such a late pick.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's now. I don't want people to take it the wrong way. In the mock draft, I mocked them, um, Lamar Jackson, and and me and you loved it, and a, a few other people loved it, and then there were some that were down on it. Now. That's a mock. Don't get me wrong. I used that as a mock. That was a simulation from fanspeak. And basically what I did there is I took who I thought was the best available player <coughs> at that time. So and, and that's what the Jaguars are going to do. They're going to take the best available player when they take the podium. If they're going to use the number 29 pick, they might trade back. Who knows? Um, but that being said, the Jaguars simply are. They've set themselves up, as you just said, in free agency to take the best available player. And Lamar Jackson was that player for me. Uh, Will Hernandez was gone in the simulation. Um, I think Mike Jaceki was gone in the simulation. Now, those are two names to watch out for as well as those are, are players that should be uh, that should have high grades on a lot of draft grades in terms of uh, teams. So, you know, don't rule those guys out as well. But in terms of uh, the Lamar Jackson thing is, you know, they need a quarterback that contract that Blake Bortles signed is a bridge contract. I don't care how people spend it or, or spend it around. Uh, you don't give a quarterback that you have faith in that kind of a contract, that kind of a deal, yeah. which you can get out of and really, in, I mean, technically they can get out of it next year. And basically yeah. what they can do is, is have one team pay some of his salary and then they'll pay the rest of his salary that he was owed on his contract with Jacksonville. So, I mean, time will tell what they'll do with that, but that contract, you look at the structure of it, it just looks funny. It looks like they don't have faith in him, And, Dave Caldwell could say whatever he want, like he did at the combine, but that contract doesn't tell me that Blake Bortles is a franchise guy. So uh, that being said, um, they do need a backup. They won't they don't necessarily have to take a guy in the first round as I did in my mock. But that was like I said, that was just a mock a simulation of who was the best available player. So, I mean, that needs to be addressed. You can argue that linebacker needs to be equally addressed in terms of, of a, a need there although I do think Blair Brown played well uh with Telvin Smith and Miles Jack and that's exactly why I didn't put it as the number one need because the Jaguars have shown they can get by with the guys they have in place there and and Blair Brown ended up getting like a 70 on pro football focus which is good for a rookie that you know that doesn't have that much experience so um we'll see what they're thinking in terms of going there but um Tight end still a need. Uh, You know, I know they made the signing with uh, Safarian Jenkins, but at the same time, he's not a guy that screams that he's a number one guy. You know what I'm saying? Or neither is Niles Paul. I think Niles Paul is more of a move guy that they're going to move around from like tight end to block and as a a fullback. So uh, that being said, none of those guys necessarily look to be a number one guy. Um, And then they did let Lewis go. So there's a hole there. Um And Koyak and O'Shaughnessy are kind of just role guys, kind of special teams guys. So uh, right tackle, as you said, um, not necessarily a pressing need because Jeremy Parnell played the best football of his career, in my opinion, last year. But he is 32 years of age. So that's why I put that last. And um, I think that, oh, yeah, and guard, of course, um, A.J. Can to me is the worst starter on the Jaguars offensive line with Norwell in the equation. So that is uh, that is a need. Not as much as quarterback or linebacker, but it's, it's third on the list. So um, that that is pretty much a summation of why or, or a summation of the list that I put up on the Jaguars wire.
0: Yeah, I um, definitely agree uh, um, with as far as linebacker being just as much of a pressing need. Um, I, I do, of course, just want to touch on on quarterback. Now, Lamar Jackson, he just. He's a really polarizing guy because I think. I think on Twitter he's kind of a, he's definitely a Twitter darling, you know. But he's not a mainstream guy. If you, I think what people are getting caught up on is they're they're looking at Lamar Jackson and they're they're seeing that, you know, he's just an athlete or that they they, they Louisville didn't have a very good season this year, so he must mm-hmm. have been, he must have just been a flash in the pan. He's just a runner, right? He's you know, and he's not man. You got. You got to watch the film on this guy, and he's this guy is a quarterback, and I'm somebody's going to get him, and he's going to work his tail off to make sure that he stays a quarterback. That's what this guy is. Right. Um, I definitely like, like you said this this pick they're they're not super if they if they miss the pick yes it's a first round pick but if if they if they miss it's it's not necessarily the end of the world like it was before like when we've right. drafted. Luke Jokel or Blaine Gabbard or Blake Bortles, um, you know, things like it's not it's not a huge miss like it just like you got 12 years out of Mercedes. If we get if we get a Mercedes Lewis out of the 29th pick this year, I mean, that's a win. That's not that's that's a good that's a good pick. You know, what right. I mean? if you get if you draft the next Mercedes Lewis. Uh, In this draft at 29, then then you nailed it. You know, and that's that's, essentially
1: a a second round pick. That's what people like are missing about it. They're treating it as if I think what you're trying to say, they're treating it as if when the Jaguars were picking early, they had to hit on those picks because. Yep. You know, Dave Caldwell and and Gus were on a timeline and they had a they had a certain timeline they wanted to be good by. And they couldn't afford to miss on on their first round picks, especially picking in the top five. Now they've built that roster that they've wanted and they're picking in the back of the order. And I don't think people realize this, but, you know, oftentimes uh, teams that's picking in the back of the draft don't hit on the draft. Look at the Pittsburgh Steelers history it's, it's no. not good in terms of when they've picked in the 20s, 25, 30, wherever they pick, you know, it's it's not all that good. I mean, just ask some um, Jarvis uh Jarvis Jones that they took from Georgia or or Bud Dupree, you know, those guys are just simply role players really for the Steelers now. Well, Bud Dupree's kind of kind of flourishing now. He's getting more play time. He's all right. But that being said, yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from like in my opinion I think the Jaguars would be they don't necessarily need a starter there, if you will. And Lamar Jackson would be a fine pick there because he would also push the best out of Blake Bortles as well. So you can find out what you have in him as
0: well. Right. And and also think um, I mean, they could also, like you said, trade out of that trade out of that spot, say. I think his his pro day is coming up in a couple of days. Lamar Jackson's say it's it's really solid because the guys outside of the top four um, outside of Rosen, Allen, Mayfield and, uh, Darnold, you have, you have Lamar, there's that second tier, there's Lamar Jackson, there's, um, um, Mason Rudolph. Um, and then there are, then, a, then a couple other names, um, you know, say one of those guys impresses really well, specifically Lamar Jackson, somebody might want to come in and get him at the end of the second round and you can, or at the end of the first round. And, you know, hopefully you can get a, a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good ra- uh, ransom for them uh, mm-hmm. for that pick. So right. I definitely think there's there, there's a lot of maneuverability there. And they've they've earned that. They've built right. the team defensively as far as they, uh, you know, the way that they want it to. Now you can take a little bit of a take a little bit of a risk. And remember, this team's had a lot of success picking second, third, fourth and fifth round right. players. Um, so if, as long as that trend continues, and you get a project at, at number one and it ends up being mercedes lewis hey i'm totally okay with that you know so um but i definitely understand what what people are saying what i what you want to say is just I mean, go watch the tape man go go watch the film yeah and the numbers the numbers speak themselves man the numbers speak for themselves, <laughs> the, the speak for themselves. Dude. i would love to see lamar jackson running around in teal and black where i want him to wear number eight I want him to to lead this team back to to where they were in the '90s with with Brunel and have them run around there with Fournette and and Keelan Cole and and Didi Westbrook and all those guys, man, and right. and just watch them watch them have a lot of fun. So yeah, we'll man,
1: it's it's a lot of people who don't. I mean, and me and me and you included, we've had our say so about Chris Sims, but one thing I will agree that he has said that makes a ton of sense with um. Lamar Jackson is the fact, as you said, just put in the tape of this guy. Yeah, I know the accuracy might scare some people because it scares me. Uh, But at the same time, he's raw. Uh, that team around him wasn't all that talented, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. If you give this guy as simple as what Teddy Bridgewater had when he was at Louisville, then that accuracy would be up, and he would be, you know, this guy would be the first overall pick if he had what Teddy yeah. Bridgewater had. Um. But that being said, yeah, just put it on the tape of Lamar Jackson and and and
0: look at the throws he's making and and look. I at haven't that. seen anybody just flick the ball like that since Michael Vick. Man, like he just flicks the ball and like it's a like it just sails downfield and it's a beautiful, it's a, it's a beautiful throw too. like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think I see something special and you know, maybe, it, maybe other people don't, maybe that works out in our, in our, uh, in our favor. So,
1: yeah, man, he, he, the dude's a pro style quarterback through and through, man. He, he may, well, he, you know, he's made the reads as Chris Sims said, you know, he's, he's played on a high level against high competition. The ACC is one of the best conferences in football. And, I mean, there's a lot of good things trending for him. If you can get, just get past the part that he, Oh, he's just an athlete or, you know, he, he's, he's inaccurate. And, and I I don't know if he he is a a quarterback or a wide receiver, but uh, if you pop in the tape, it, it speaks for itself.
0: Yep. I definitely, definitely agree. But one thing's for sure we are incredibly excited to, to see the draft and, this time around we're going to have to wait a little bit. We're usually used to seeing the pick and then heading home, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen this year and Jay, you and I will have the privilege of being at uh Jerry's World, his giant um his giant playpen that uh Cowboys Stadium, AT&T Stadium I should say. So we're going to see it, see it go down um there in person and we're super excited to to share that experience with with you all. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, but hey man, that's just a couple topics we wanted to touch on here this evening uh we really appreciate the continued support and um just uh hey man J's and working his his tail off for you guys man this off season and um we just uh you know we always appreciate you, buddy so um what are we uh what do we got coming up here in the future and then uh we'll send it back to me and then i'll, I'll wrap it up for us
1: yeah tons and tons more of uh draft stuff uh and more mocks, of course. Um, more, uh, I'm more, more so focusing on uh, who's visiting and who the Jaguars are showing interest, is, uh, interest in and also who pro days they're going to, which, I mean, doesn't necessarily mean a lot. But for record, uh, record purposes, it's good to document that stuff because you can look back at the draft when it's over with and be like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, they drafted Lamar Jackson. They met with him. Uh, they they met with Mason Rudolph so and so on and so far uh, so I'm gonna really be focusing on that pro days and um breaking down some more film and uh, that's pretty
0: much it man yeah and uh, also another update really quick on Blake Bortles facts he will be joining us in a couple of weeks he's got a couple things going on he's working on a, a charity with Blake Bortles which is just awesome we're really excited to hear about that but we are going to bring you um, the the genius behind Lake Portals facts. He is going to be here on the Jags Den podcast, as well as hopefully a lot of really cool surprise guests that we're working on really really hard for you guys. So once again, man, I'm your host Phil the Filipino F I L I P I N O, stationed out here in Dallas, Texas, and um, you know we have a, like I said a lot on the on the horizon, and can't wait to uh, to meet a uh, link up with Jay and and our buddy Josh here in Dallas and bring you a whole bunch of content from the draft. So man. Stay tuned, of course, make sure you subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Tune In Audio Boom, hit that follow and like button for the Jaguars Wire, Jags Den podcast and all of their uh, and all of their contributors. But you guys until next time we will see you uh, see you then. Go Jaguars and everybody be safe.